Welcome to Meaningful Vitality. Today I want to talk about a topic that I think can be so simple yet complex at the same time, something sometimes we overthink, but really just making this part of your life is really going to benefit our overall outlook as well as life satisfaction and our mental health, and that's just practicing self-care and why it's important for our better mental health. So in this video, I'm going to talk about what self-care is, how to do it, and how to get the best results for it. So first off, what is self-care? Self-care is just any kind of activity or routine or something that we add to our life that betters our mental health and takes, as, as it says, implies it takes care of us. Um, and this can be something as simple as making sure we get enough sleep, taking care of our hygiene, to doing activities that are refreshing and that we enjoy that help us just feel better overall and enjoy our time and also take care of ourselves to slow down. And this includes physical, emotional, spiritual, and social. And a little bit of an example for all these things. So physical might include getting exercised, um, going on a walk, doing yoga. Emotional might be journaling, doing meditation, spending time in nature, maybe playing an instrument. Social is just any time with friends or family, um, or even sometimes I think also just by ourselves. That's really important to kind of just get away from people if you need to. And then also spiritual, if that's part of your life, could be really meditating, doing any kind of prayer or journal. And I think that's so important too, just to realize that there's things out there that are bigger than us, including just the world that we live in. And making sure that this is part of your life, you're going to have better results, you're going to have better mental health overall. So making sure that we do these things, slowing down. Some people are worried that it's selfish to take care of themselves, but really it can be so beneficial for the relationships we're in, for the jobs we have, and the ways we get to pour out into other people. If we don't do these things, we're going to get burnt out. For example, in my own life, if I'm not taking care of myself as a counselor, if I'm not setting boundaries, as I've talked about in my last video, go check that out if you haven't seen it, then I'm going to get burnt out and it's not fair to my clients that I see that week. So I need to practice self-care in my life. For me, that's making sure I have a routine such as going to the gym, starting my morning with some journaling, maybe a little bit of meditation, and in the evenings doing things that help me slow down so I can sleep better, so I can recharge and have my batteries fresh and ready to go the next day. And that's so important for anybody. And oftentimes we neglect these things. Because we're so busy, we don't have time to put these into our life. But those are the times we need it just as much as any. We need to practice self-care during the busy times and the slow times. We need to practice self-care when we need it. And we also need to practice self-care when maybe things are going really well. So if we're on the brink of burnout and stressed out, those are times to make sure we're practicing self-care not to continue to go that way. But also when things are going well in our life, we need to continue to practice self-care to not go to a place of burnout or stress out either. So it's important during all times of our life. A term I also kind of coined is I kind of said that there's two kinds of self-care. There's passive self-care and there's active self-care. Passive self-care are those things that maybe they don't take a whole lot of energy Um but they, they don't really do too much for us either. That's things like watching Netflix, playing a video game. Like I said, not a whole lot of energy is invested. We can kind of be mindless during that. 
but then active self-care, they take more energy from us, but they usually recharge our batteries and make us feel better as a result of those things. That might be working out, playing an instrument, reading a book. We have to kind of have a little bit of our brain turned on during that time. However, after that, we usually feel better about ourselves and we feel recharged, as I said. And I think there are benefits to both as well as drawbacks. As I kind of said, active self-care takes a little bit more of energy from us. So we need to kind of maybe have a little bit more gas in the tank when we do those things. I know for myself, it's hard for me to maybe read a book after I was just had a really busy day or a really busy week. And I love reading. So that's kind of the drawback there is I kind of have to have a little bit of energy to do that. And the drawbacks of passive self-care is we usually aren't as you know, recharge, as I said, after that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I love watching my shows on Netflix. I love playing video games at times. However, if I were to only do those things, I probably would just get burnt out and actually find a way to escape into those things and avoid certain conflicts in my life or avoid things that I need to be doing. So making sure that is a part of your life. Like I said, some examples of active self-care, journaling, meditation, just things that are so important in general, but it's okay It's okay to kind of turn your brain off sometimes and just kind of enjoy the moment and not have to think, especially after a busy day or a busy week. So it's looking for balance and it's all about balance in your life and making sure these are just part of your routine that we naturally gravitate towards. For myself, I make some of these a routine in my life. I go to the gym most days before work. My gym bag is packed the night before. My lunch is packed the night before. So it's so easy for me to get there. So setting yourself up for success in these things is important too. Also, maybe putting boundaries in place to not go to those mind-numbing activities as much. Things such as scrolling on TikTok or Instagram. I have locks on my phone so that after a certain amount of time, it locks me out of those apps. Those are okay, and I use those sometimes for work and a little bit of entertainment purposes, but I know after a certain amount of time, I don't feel any better about myself. It doesn't make me a better person, counselor, friend, husband, spending hours on there, because that's not beneficial self-care. I would even say that's really not even passive self-care. That's just mind-numbing, something you do when you don't have the energy to do anything else. So be careful with some of those things. And there are boundaries, sorry, not boundaries, barriers that we need to overcome when it comes to practicing self-care. That's time, that's money, that's motivation. Sometimes it's harder during our weeks to make sure we have enough time to practice self-care. So we need to make sure we put those in, we remove those barriers and set time to do those things. Some people say they don't have money to do certain tasks that are beneficial for them, and that may be true. Maybe you don't have money for a gym membership or to go do some of those things that you really enjoy if it's an expensive hobby such as golf or something like that. Well, then maybe you can do some other things instead. Instead of playing golf, maybe you can go on a walk. Maybe you can do some journaling. There are some free options out there that I think are just as important. And when we lack motivation, if we need self-care, Sometimes we're already burnt out or stressed out, so it's hard to find the motivation to do those things. And that's why I said, make sure that you make them as easy as possible to do so you're more likely to follow through with some of those things. And just talking about what self-care is and making sure that you reflect in your own life of what that looks like. I could tell you all the things I do, and I kind of mentioned a few of them, 
but they might be different for you, and that's completely okay. And these are things that you need to do no matter what, because you're going to find the benefits. We need to put this into our life. I think we all talk about self-care, and we talk about the importance of it. However, we don't put it into practice as much as we should, and I think we're going to have lower rates of anxiety and depression, and the research really supports this if we do these things. And remember, the small things matter too. Some people and clients I've worked with, their friends I've talked to, maybe they say, well, I got too busy. I didn't have time to go to the gym for two hours. Okay, well, don't go to the gym for two hours. Go for a half hour. Or they're like, yeah, I usually go on a walk for an hour after work, but I worked late, so I didn't get to go on a walk. Well, five minutes or 15 minutes is better than nothing. Oftentimes, we have these big goals, these big expectations, which I love. That's awesome that you have those big goals. But we kind of tell ourselves, if I don't have time to do that, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to go. But like I said, anything is better than nothing. Going on a walk is not as good maybe as going to the gym if that's something that you know you really do and you enjoy. But it's better than nothing. Just going on five, 10-minute walk to just re reset, to slow down and refresh can be so beneficial. So apply some of these things to your life in the next week. Start thinking about what self-care looks like for you and what you want this to look like. It's going to be so beneficial for your overall mental health, for your relationships, and you're going to feel better as a result. So start thinking about ways to include passive self-care and active self-care, thinking about the mind, the body, the spirit, what you can do in those areas as it's so important. So I hope you were able to learn a thing or two on self-care and what that looks like in your life. And I hope this helps you to live a healthy and meaningful life.